0: Malcolm Keating, and you are listening to Sutras and Stuff.
1: When, when I see the cars turning left at an intersection onto the street that I'm coming at, you know, I know I shouldn't do this, but I don't have to look to the left. I know by inference. <laughs> and, um, it's clear to take a right turn.
0: You just heard Professor Stephen Phillips of the University of Texas at Austin. He just described an example of one of the key ideas in Nyaya philosophy, that human beings have an innate set of tools for engaging with the world. These are natural to us. We use these tools as a way of knowing what's in our environment, as ways to help us make judgments, and as ways to act. But what's in our toolkit, and how does it work? Today, let's see what our Nyaya philosophers would use in this toolkit to get knowledge about something we're still investigating—the novel coronavirus, or COVID-19. This isn't a big stretch, really. Even though they didn't know about microorganisms and viruses, pre-modern Indian thinkers practiced medicine. They used herbal treatments and surgical interventions to treat diseases. And Nyaya philosophers think that understanding how knowledge works is important for successful action, whether it's treating a disease or something else. For Nyaya philosophers, we have four natural tools for coming to know about COVID-19. The word for a tool for knowing, for a way of knowing, is pramana in Sanskrit.
1: These pramana are sources of knowledge, they're just natural connections between things as they are in the world and uh, and people who know those things. Etymologically, the word pramana might be best rendered as instrument of knowledge, but instrument of knowledge makes me think of a microscope or a telescope or something. These, These are human faculties looked at Not from a first-person perspective, but from a third-person perspective.
0: In other words, pramanas are the ways that we connect to what's really in the world. Nyaya philosophers think there are four major ways that we can do this. To help us keep track, I'm using some sounds for each one. We can use perception to experience the world with our senses. We can use inference to reason about things we can't perceive. We can use testimony to tell each other about what we know. And we can use analogy to learn the names of the things that we experience. And we're using all of these ways of knowing when it comes to COVID.
2: Visual perception in appropriate conditions is a pramana. If, um, if, I, if I tell my friend that my brother's in town and he says, how do you know? And I say, I saw him. There's no more need to follow up. He Okay, I saw him. I know.
0: Matthew Dasty, professor of philosophy at Bridgewater University, is talking about one kind of perception. Seeing. But that's not the only way we can perceive. Humans have a number of what we'd call perceptual faculties. That is, we can see, taste, touch, hear, and smell. Now, when it comes to something like COVID, how do we use this pramana, perception, Well, unfortunately, COVID-19 is too small for us to directly perceive with our eyesight. One coronavirus is much smaller than even a single blood cell. That means that we can't look at COVID-19 unless we're using something like an electron microscope to assist us. Now, Nyaya philosophers would probably be very happy to use these tools to enhance our natural vision's range. One of the things that Matt just mentioned is that perception has to have appropriate conditions for it to be a pramana or a way of knowing. If something is too far away or too small, then we can't see it. So a blurry, indistinct experience of something on the horizon, well, that's not really a way of knowing that my friend is a few meters away. If I can't actually see that it's my friend, I need to actually see them. And in the case of COVID, I need to actually see the virus for it to count as perception for Nyaya philosophers. But there are lots of things we can experience that are connected to COVID. For instance, a doctor examining a patient will be able to see the redness in their throat. They will be able to touch the patient's skin and feel that maybe it's hot or clammy. They will hear the patient's cough. And by the way, there are some researchers trying to train dogs to respond to the odor of patients who have COVID, just like dogs can do with cancers and some other diseases. Now, it's not yet clear that many people can do this, although there have been some people able to identify odors associated with certain diseases. So all of these are perceptions. But they're not direct perceptions of the virus. They're perceptions of things associated with the virus. And with these experiences, Nyaya philosophers explain, we're able to draw an inference about something, even something as small and imperceptible as the coronavirus. Inference is our second pramana.
2: We are pretty good at learning about things because they are conceptually connected to other things. Um, And so a, a standard example that Nyaya uses is that you could be walking down the street and you see billowing smoke rising above some hill somewhere in the distance, dark billowing smoke. And you will will infer probably without even consciously thinking much about it, that there's a fire there. And so in Nyaya's perspective, you are availing yourself of inference because you are recognizing that this thing you see, smoke, it has a conceptual connection to fire, such that when there is smoke of this sort, then there's fire. And so inference is the way that we navigate mentally these connections.
0: When it comes to COVID, the challenge that faces doctors and researchers is that there are many symptoms of the virus. While smoke is only connected to fire, a sore throat isn't only connected to COVID. Nyaya philosophers would argue that in order to know someone has COVID and not just to accidentally guess correctly, we need to have a sign like smoke, or a group of signs that always point to COVID and never point to anything else. That's why developing tests for the novel coronavirus is so important. If a test is completely 100% perfect, then we'll be able to perceive the lines on the test strip and infer that the sample has coronavirus. This inference will be a way of knowing that the sample has coronavirus, because every time where the lines are present, there is coronavirus also present. And whenever there are no lines, there's also no coronavirus. We'll talk in uh, much more detail about inference this season. Now, most of us, though, if we're tested for coronavirus, we're not in a lab where the sample is worked with. And, well, that's a good thing. So how do we know whether we have the virus or not? This is where testimony comes in. I talked about this a bit last season in relationship to being an expert. Experts use testimony to communicate knowledge. Now, again, Stephen Phillips.
1: Well, the definition of an expert uh, is is given by uh, Vatsyayana very, very early on in his commentary on the Nyaya Sutra, where he says an expert is a person who knows the truth and Wants to convey it without lying or in any way deceiving, and so that to get knowledge from testimony, the testifier has to be an expert, and it's not just an expert. It's you know has this moral requirement, has you know it knows the truth, but also wants to convey it without deception. Um, So there are really two requirements: a moral requirement and and epistemological requirement. Uh, So, sort of trustworthy authority might be a better translation of the word opta, uh, expert.
0: In the context of COVID, the lab technician is the trustworthy authority who knows the truth about your test results and wants to convey it without deceit. And what Naya philosophers say is you can have chains of testimony. So, the technician who directly sees the lines on the test strip can communicate their knowledge to your doctor. And your doctor, well, she knows by testimony what your results are. And then, when your doctor tells you, you also know by testimony what your results are. According to Nyaya, if everyone is using genuine ways of knowledge, then you now know whether you have or don't have COVID. Even though no one has directly seen the virus in your bloodstream, the lab technician used inference to determine it was present. Your doctor used testimony to acquire the lab technician's knowledge, and you also used testimony to get that same knowledge. There's one more pramana, or way of knowing. And this is one that Nyaya philosophers think is also important, and it's called analogy. When Nyaya philosophers talk about analogy, though, they mean it in a very particular way, maybe not a way we're used to talking about. So, back in February 2020, when the United States was first hearing and talking about what we now call COVID-19, some people talked about it in this way.
1: This is, I, I really think, doctor, you want to treat this like you treat the flu, right?
0: There were, and still are, other comparisons, though, such as with the 1918 influenza, or H1N1, or with SARS. These comparisons are ways that journalists, doctors, and politicians help us understand something new, the novel coronavirus. Nyaya philosophers understand analogies like the novel coronavirus is like the 1918 influenza to be a way of knowing, a kind of extending knowledge from one well-known thing to something new. However, they're very particular about this way of knowing. They think it's used to learn names for new things that we don't have previous experience with. So here's how analogy would work for them. First, someone who knows both things tells you that they're similar. So a doctor might say, the novel coronavirus is like the 1918 influenza. Then, when you see an electron microscope image of the novel coronavirus, maybe printed in the paper or online, you remember that person's statement. And you come to know that the term novel coronavirus is the name of that spiky little thing. For early Nyaya philosophers like Vatsyayana, analogy is primarily used for learning the names of things we perceive – like plants and animals that we see. As we've already said, COVID is much too small to see with our unaided eyes, and so I'm not sure exactly what they'd say about comparisons between two invisible viruses. But we can extend their ideas and notice that people have learned new terms like COVID-19 and novel coronaviruses, often using comparisons between uh, these terms and well-known illnesses. So, our human toolkit for knowing has four major tools perception, inference, testimony, and analogy. For Nyaya, without these innate human abilities, we couldn't function in the
1: world. We're not going to be successful in whatever we take, and that goes from tiny little tasks like, <laughs> or goals like getting a cup of coffee, or meditation. I should say, and meditation, uh, the seeking of the summum bonum, the parma um shartha you moksha, know, or, or however it's conceived, also requires um, ethics, ethical action, requires knowledge of ethical principles, and so on.
0: As Professor Phillips says, these pramanas, these ways of knowing, they let us function as humans. From mundane, ordinary activities to profound spiritual realizations. In our next episode, in two weeks, we'll look in detail at one of these pramanas, at inference, and how it can go right and how it can go wrong. Join me in two weeks for episode three of Sutras and Stuff.